Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is December 7th. We've <laughs> clocked in a whole week in December. It's 5.30 in the morning in L.A. And I got to tell you, everything just keeps on changing. It's like this accelerated rate. And we talk a lot about what the New Year's theme is. And I swear this year has been so long I couldn't even remember last year. And thank you, Maria, and thank you, Eliana, for all of the hints to get us there. Um, it just was so crazy. So then I go, well, it's December. What are we looking at? And this coming year is the year of revival. Revival. Really think about that. We are reviving ourselves. Not sure yet. From what I can take a million guesses with everything that's happened this year, our health, our families, our jobs, reassessing our home lives, living bigger in our homes, communities helping each other. There's a lot of revival going on already, but we aren't there yet to put it into practice once our lives resume because we don't know anymore what normal is but there is one thing I did want to focus on in all of this and that is what we care about how do we know what we really care about when it comes to someone or it comes to something in our lives our work our school the way we run our families the way we run our own lives How do we know what we care about? Because we're so used to doing what we have to, what we're told. Do this now. Don't do that. Stay in. Go out. We're getting sick. We're not. You know, we have this constant barrage of just over-inundating news day in and day out. So what I wanted to focus on first was how do you know? Because it's the easiest way to see what you care about. How do you know when someone doesn't care about you? Because my bigger question is for you to get to what you care about yourself is where, why and where do you stay that you don't feel cared for? So when somebody's emotionally detached from you, but keeps you in their life for whatever reason, maybe their own unfinished business, right? Because that's usually why someone who hurts you keeps you in their life. It's because of their unfinished business, not because of yours. You're there because of your unfinished business, 
and they are there because of their unfinished business. But let's just take this one step deeper when it comes to awareness. How to know when somebody else is emotionally detached from you is that they don't compromise. They only do what they want to do, but you cannot do even what they do. You cannot do what they do. An example would be a wife who can have relationships, friendships, whatever, with other men, but her husband is not allowed to talk to anybody. And somehow, weirdly, that's perfectly fine. He's scared to death of her, and she's not scared of anybody. Two, you might find yourself bashing them in your mind like oh I just can't stand the way they behave but I'll put up with it because I don't know where else to go I'll put up with it because leaving them would be worse so you're picking the best of two hardships right and then on top of you fighting yourself about them and them not compromising to you as a human being they find your flaws and they pick on them And then they get too nosy in your life, but you don't have the right to ask questions. And if you do, you are opposing them, which makes them really upset with you. The other one is they don't argue with you because whatever they say goes. And if they do argue with you, let's say they get to the point where they're finding your flaws, everything is your fault. And that lack of consideration finally gets you to the place where you're saying things like, what am I doing here? So that's what happens when we live and get used to not caring environments. It can be a job that does this, where put up and shut up, or you lose your job and you're always in fear of losing your job. It can be a partner where you don't have a say. It's their way or the highway, truly. And if you leave, they will only replace you. But now that we know what it looks like when things aren't working, how do we know when we really care? Starting with caring about ourselves. How do we know that? Well, when we think of them, we feel like we are in our stride, that we even have a stride, that we even have things we are doing that we tell them about instead of doing things for them only. Like, hey, I'm doing this today, I'm doing that today, this is going on, let's talk about this. I'd love your opinion on, it's not about, I want to call it that, that sludge, because sludge settles on the bottom, right? And many, many relationships are living in that sludge. It's all about what they've done, what you've done, what they've done, what you've done. And it is exhausting. But then when you start talking about things, bigger ideas, thanking them for making a difference in your life. Because we never say that when it's something negative. We don't say, hey, thank you for making me feel little. 
or small. But when somebody really touches your life, thank them. Because as you're thanking them, you will see how deep your care goes. It's the same thing when you tell someone they don't matter. I'll be fine without them. I'm fine without you. You don't matter. You might think you matter, but eh, not really. Then you're like, okay, thanks for telling me. What do you want me to do with that? That's your own epiphany, not mine. But I never told you to care about me in the first place. If you don't care about me, then at the very least, thank you for telling me. Because now I know. Because once I know the truth, what happens? I can make a decision. The truth allows us the clarity of knowing where the people around us are, and then we can make a better decision towards our future and brighten our future. someone that they made your life better thank you for taking the time to do that thank you for not asking for anything in return and keeping us on a merry-go-round thank you for asking me how my day is thank you for caring that this happened to me today Let them know how they inspire you to be a better person. The fact that you listen to me makes me want to tell you something better and better every day. Think about that. Think about anyone who has told you something and you listened and then they came back the next day with positive news. Because negative begets negative, but positive also begets positive. I had somebody write today about how, well, you know, let's face it, we're all going to be negative. Even me, like even me, I'm an empath and, and I'm, I'm feeling negative at times as though feeling negative is something new. The news is, That feeling negative is a part of who we are. Why do you think I'm doing what I'm doing? Because being negative is a way of thinking that is presented to us in every thought. Let's say you want to go exercise and then something says, well, you don't really need to exercise today. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't need to exercise today. I could do it tomorrow. And you may not think that's a very negative thought. But then months go by and you're still doing that thought, taking it on. So I answered this whole thing about how you've come to learn. This um, this young person said, I've come to learn in life that life requires balance, yin and yang. Sure, we can say we want all things positive. And we can profess our lives to be of such. And for those who seemingly live a life fallacy of constant bliss of positivity, turns out to be 
the ones in the news. Not trying to be negative, but simply being real. As much as I live to be a positive individual amongst this world in constant negative chaos requires some level of balance that I create for self, which self is a human empath that feels all things other people's positive, negative and positive energy. Heck, sometimes I even experience my own negative energy if I ponder on the past event that now has brought on this negative energy within self. When faced with a negative energy, I have a choice of succumbing to that negative energy or figuring out quickly how to turn that negative energy into positive energy or simply removing myself temporarily until there's a level of balance, peace, and calmness. And then another one, another example, a battery requires both negative and positive in order for it to create action, energy, the same as life. One cannot live without the other. So I thought about that because, you know, we've all been there, right? We're all trying to be positive. But the truth is, in the right environment, how do you know when you care about where you're at and who you're with? You don't have to try to be positive. You are positive. Trying to be positive is a super hard thing to do. Trying to be positive. Trying not to eat the chocolate cake that you bought and put on the counter to tease yourself with. You don't have to try to be positive. When we're treated well, we rise to the occasion. And when we're not treated well, we rise to that occasion too. But my answer to her was, I understand what you're saying. I've been there. I've had that argument in my head. Same thing she just wrote. And then I put, that's why I say it is a choice. Positive thoughts and attitudes do not come easy. That is why I say it is a choice. That choice is awareness. I want to be aware of what I see and feel. Because ego will creep up on us and make us live in fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt about our past. That's one of its main attacks is nobody ever fill in the blank. Talked to me, noticed me, cared about me, lived with me, went out with me, whatever. That's ego coming in and trying to pull the rug out from under our feet to make us feel weak or towards our future. It makes us feel fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt towards our future. How will I ever do this or that? And then we have anxiety because how can we control the future? And then we have to shake our way out of that. And then I put, we fight this fight every day, every thought at times. Being positive is not Pollyanna-ish. I get called that sometimes. Oh, you're just Pollyanna. And I look at them and go, wow, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Because you're the only person who's ever said to me, you are so Pollyanna-ish. So you're telling me that the best case scenario is not really reachable. Being positive is not Pollyanna-ish. It is a choice. 
I have two choices. In the worst situations, I want to fold up and die or crumble and let everything walk on top of me. And then I want to complain about it. That's one way to do it. Or I can say, hey, guess what? Thing. I can see you. I can see you. I know it's energy, but it's stronger than a person coming to you with those words. The only difference is when it's energy, we think no one can see it. And sometimes we even convince ourselves that we can't see it. So I put, I get through all this riffraff once a thought starts to bother me and it feels weirdly not like me to think it. And I reel myself in by saying, God, I want what you want. We all have negative thoughts, which is why I brought this up in the first place. We are a balance, yet we are not victims, victims, that word, of weaker thoughts. If we are conscious enough not to be. We can be taken for a ride of rides just all by ourselves. We don't need anybody to help us. We can be taken on a ride rather quickly if we let our minds run with the weaker thoughts. Negative begets negative and positive begets positive. That will always be true. And I have Maria saying, challenging our worst thoughts from one of your shows. Our worst thoughts is ego's playground. All of that, yet another way to say it. Because let me tell you about the effect of people who care about us. They will call and say, oh my God, through all my worst times, been there. That acknowledgement bonds people. Because the fact that even if years later they see it, even if years later they see it, it builds and bonds the care. It feeds the care part of that relationship. Somebody who really cares really knows you and cares. Because to care, you, you want to know someone. You want to ask them how their day was. You want to ask them what they were doing instead of constantly telling them what's wrong. Just telling someone you love them. Not because you feel like, oh my gosh, I should tell them I love them. But because you really love them and the way you understand love. Telling them why they should be hopeful in a really tough place. Because trusting ourselves enough and trusting the relationships we are in enough to be able to say things like that is way bigger than we ever could have thought it was. Because those words, when we're not speaking them, are still speaking to us in our heads, in our hearts, in our mind. 
in the way we care and how we spend our time with that person. The impact that we have on someone or someone has on us when there is care in that relationship makes a difference in your entire life. And that's how you know. They are the people you want to go to when you need to feel safe. Because we are out in the world. We do see negative. We can't help it. It's not like negative is so bad and we're trying to dodge bullets all day long. It's just learning how to interact with negative energy so that you know deeper inside, you understand what it can take you to. Because negative energy doesn't just have a thought and then you overcome it and it goes away. But let's say you say, yeah, I am an idiot. Yes, nobody cares about me. What does it tell you next? Oh, it says, well, now that you've accepted that nobody cares about you, ha-ha, got you on that, let me take you another step. Not only does nobody care about you, but you're not even worth getting to know. How many people are knocking at your door to come and see you? As you're sitting alone by choice at home, but it doesn't say that. It says, how many people are knocking at your door to come and see you? Instead of saying, hey, go out and see the world. So now it's starting to try to pull the rug. It's still shaking it, though, because it didn't get its work done yet. But if you say, oh, my God, yeah, nobody comes to see me, poor me. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, well, I'll just sit at home and sulk and worry about and, and fear that nobody loves me. And then you sit at home and sulk and days go by and then you're like, see, I've been home for a week and nobody's come to see me. Instead of saying, have I picked up the call to ask the phone to ask about anyone? Have I gone out and tried to help anyone? Nah, because I've got to take care of this first. As though we can take care of these things. Can you really? You can stay home and cry about these things. And you can say that your whole life isn't worth being here because nobody knows you're here. Nobody cares about you. And then your actions start. Well, why should I go to school and do that? Nobody's going to care anyway. Why should I help this person? Who's going to know anyway? And it takes us to that lonely place of despair. Once ego gets us to despair, it makes us think that everyone around us couldn't possibly, not only do they not care, but couldn't possibly care about us. That's how ego sounds. But let's say you see someone and you tell them that day, or you even think it, person has really affected my life. Some of the things they've said have stuck with me because they meant it. Like, hey, you're really good at organizing. Hey, did you know that I saw you do that and not many people can do that? You should really explore painting. You should really explore party planning. You should really explore working with kids. 
You should really explore helping people on a bigger scale. I know you make a difference. Well, when someone says that to you, on your worst day, you go back to that. You go back and you say things to yourself like, hey, they saw that in me. And I know they meant it. Let me see what I can do with that. Maybe I'll paint on a bigger canvas. Maybe I won't just draw on a sketch pad. Maybe I'll I'll sketch on a bigger thing and frame it and see what happens. And then once you frame it, you're like, oh, my God, that looks like a picture. And then you say, it is a picture. And if I didn't do it, I would still like it. Wow, thank that, Thank God that they encouraged me. Thank God that they told me. Thank God that they took a minute to say something to me. And then you see them again, and you take a minute to tell them what an impact they had on you. That the way they believed in you was something you just needed that day. And that the things that they do that work for them has spilled over to you and you thank them for even being good to themselves because them being good to themselves taught me to be good to myself. And then you start saying, wow, if I could do that, I could try this now. And you do. And then you say, oh, and if I could do that, I could try this now. And you do. Negative begets negative. Positive begets positive. But I will always say, when I start to feel those feelings, and I don't like what I'm feeling, and I say, gosh, why am I thinking that? That's not even my thought. Oh, my gosh, ego's visiting, visiting. And I turn it around and I say, God, I want what you want. If I have to say that every show, to hear everybody say that to themselves, I will. Because the power of the love, because God is the ultimate love, will challenge any thought we have that comes in to take away our self-care, which takes away our care of others. God, I want what you want. Even you saying that, just saying it, puts into perspective whatever the thought of the day is and whatever the attack to our thoughts of the day is. It's Amazing, because we are that delicate, that fragile, and that strong, all in one ball. And we know it. You know you could handle it. I know we wait for a good day, and we say, well, when I'm feeling better. (laughs) But while you're feeling down, thinking you're going to feel better tomorrow and then you'll do the better things, you got to do them when you're down and say, God, I want what you want. I feel stuck, but I'm willing to try. And you try. 
because positive begets positive, even if positive starts with you getting up to make yourself a meal to eat or washing your face before you go to bed, brushing and cleaning your own teeth. All of that is positive energy. It's not just doing something good for someone. Oh, I'm positive or feeling good when you don't. It's when we don't feel good that we talk this way to ourselves. That we carry ourselves, that we help ourselves, that we care. You guys, I don't have time left. I love you guys so very much. Make today your best day yet. I love you. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.